Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the summer heat wave. 32 teams in 32 days. Every single fantasy relevant player only with BrotoFantasy.com. We are out in the AFC West, and we are going to be talking the defending champions, Kansas City Chiefs, today. And we're going to be doing it with me, of course, Tim Petrop, and my bros, Michael and Jason. The tumbleweed is rolling by. Jason is obsessed with tumbleweeds Born right now. We're in the wild, wild west. Yeehaw! You ever watch an old western film, Tim? You guys have obviously never been to Kansas Three City. Three steps and draw! Well, we were just saying because the AFC West. But have you ever watched an old western? Um, with, I used to watch it with Papu, grandfather. That means in Greek, by the way. Used to watch old westerns with Papa back in the day. I haven't seen one in a while. With I, Chuck Norris, Walker, Texas Range. No, no, no. Chuck Norris is not an old western. Yeah, what are you talking about? I hope you're joking. <laughs> Obviously, though. Yeah, we should watch a western. Never seen one either. Um, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino just came out with a western that I heard was pretty good. The, anyway, the, I'm a big something, fan of Tarantino. The, the something he, eight or something. something yeah, yeah like the, the crazy uh, eight or something like that. Uh, Tarantino. Not it's not Tarantino. Crazy. Tarantino gets a bad rap sometimes, but I, I love his shit. Um, we do this twice a week during the season, so come check that out. Every single fantasy viable player it takes us so long that we have to do it in two episodes. Um, don't forget BrotoFantasy.com. The hateful find everything. <laughs> there it is. Bro, where you can find everything BrotoFantasy. Uh, Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy for all the extras, including joining Broto Leagues, um, having access to exclusive stats, giveaways, access to the Discord, um, and tons, tons more. Let's get over to the offensive outlook. We all know what to expect out of an Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy offense, so let's get into what to expect from the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. Patty first, first, he wins an MVP in his first season as a starter. Then he wins a Super Bowl in his second season as a starter. You know what's next? Being the fantasy champion. Um, actually, he already was the fantasy champion. I thought it was going to be the rushing title. Uh, maybe the rushing titles next in his future. Not, nothing that Patty can't do. Um, one thing that I can't do is draft Patrick Mahomes in the second round. Um, that's basically where he's been going lately. So the question is, are you guys taking Patrick Mahomes in any of your teams? And if you're not, like, let's not focus on the bad. Tell me why Patrick Mahomes is going to be the number one quarterback where I haven't ranked. Yeah, I'm not going to take him um, in the second or third round. But he's the he's the safest choice up top. I recently flipped him in LJ. I have Lamar Jackson as my first quarterback now just because his rushing is just too much to ignore. But Patrick Mahomes is definitely the safer of the options. He was third in points per game last year, first in 2018. And shout out Mike Tagliere for this one of Fantasy Pros. When healthy, Pat Mahomes has been a quarterback one in 72% of games. Since 2000, the next closest quarterback is 63%. So Mahomes is a more consistent QB1. Than ever, basically, because fantasy doesn't go much further than 2000, unless you want to start doing some numbers for back then. His completion percentage was the same the last two seasons, but his touchdown per interception rate was better last season. So he's still improving, and he's a stud. One of the things I said last season about Patrick Mahomes, for people who were taking him in the first round last season, remember on the heels of a 50-touchdown year, was that Patrick Mahomes could be a better quarterback and not be as good in fantasy. I think we saw that come to fruition. Um, well, he was also me, dealing with injury. Sure. I mean, he, he missed two weeks, but still. Um, he finished quarterback eight. 
So if you took him in the first round, you weren't happy. Um, I like him as the number one quarterback this year because Lamar Jackson's touchdown rate was ridiculous last year, and he had the most rushing yards of any quarterback ever. And I can't bank on him repeating record two records that are that literally no other quarterback has ever had uh, an above nine percent uh, TD rate two years in a row. That includes the greatest of the greats. That includes everyone. No one's ever done it. And no one's ever rushed for that many yards at the quarterback position, including Michael Vick. So it's like, you want to do both those things again? Eh. I, I'd rather go on, on Patrick Mahomes. Like, don't get me wrong. Lamar Jackson's my number two quarterback. So it's not like I'm out on Lamar Jackson. It's just Patrick Mahomes is my number one. Let's go over to Patrick Mahomes' weapons. Let's go to the running back. Clyde Edwards. Jason is, is, I can see Jason chomping at the bits. CEH, Jason's favorite guy. Just want to put this out there before Jason goes, and then Jason can take it over. If you started rookie Kareem Hunt, you, I mean, if you drafted rookie Kareem Hunt in this offense with Alex Smith as the quarterback, you ended up having the RB4 that year. That's all I'm going to say. Jason, take it away. I just thought of a new nickname for him, and I'm going to start using it. Clyde Edwards, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That was great. Give me all Clyde the Clyde Edwards. Edwards. Hell yeah. Give me all the hell yeah. Dude, Dolan yeah, Thompson, brother. I'm going to do the classic. <laughs> DeAndre Washington. <laughs> Daryl Williams. <laughs> Dude, what? All right, so let's go back to 2017 real quick. Very similar circumstances. Cream Hunt is drafted. We expect him to be behind Spencer Ware. Then Ware leaves the story because of an injury. We expected Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to be behind Damian Williams. He leaves due to COVID. People were weary back in 2017. They shouldn't be weary anymore. And Kareem Hunt was the running back four, averaging 18 carries and four targets a game. And that was with Alex Smith, a worse quarterback. And the wheel keeps turning for the Kansas City Chiefs. Last season in 2018, with their mirage of running backs, combined for 1,283 rushing yards, 13 touchdowns, 68 catches, 626 yards, and four touchdowns. That's 361 PPR fantasy points. That would have been second in points by more than 60 points over the third guy, Aaron Jones. If we assume Edwards, hell yeah, gets 65% of the work, that's 235 PPR points would have been the 10th running back last season. And 65% is on the lower end of the work he's probably going to see. Because I said all of last year, Andy Reid wants a workhorse running back. Damian Williams getting hurt last season was the worst thing that could have happened for him and the Chiefs. And then we saw in the playoffs, Damian Williams became that workhorse because Andy Reid wants to run one guy into the ground. And you know who he started doing that with? Brian Westbrook. The same guy that Andy Reid said Clyde Edwards, hell yeah, reminded him of. Hell yeah. And you can't question his ability to do everything in an offense because last year for LSU, he had 1,867 yards, 17 touchdowns, and 55 catches. And he's a decent pass blocker. Give me CEH as early as the sixth pick. I have the second pick in our home league. And if I if CMC was taken first, I legitimately was kind of considering CEH. That's because you're an idiot. Probably wouldn't have done it. But, like, it was in my mind for a second. In case you were wondering if Jason has a poster and a teddy bear of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and he sleeps with them, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> 
That's incorrect. It's strange. Well, give me all the Edwards Hilaire. Starting from the sixth pick, I'm all over him. I'm taking him. Look, I'm you, not, you, I'm not talking about that. upside for a running back. Like it's hard to think of a running back that has more upside than him. Um, outside of the top four guys, and I think that like I'm, I'm with you, Jason. Like if you're, if you're asking me, like I would sneak Dalvin Cook in there in front of him. But if you're asking me in a PPR or half PPR situation, Derrick Henry or Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Ch. I think I'm gonna go Hilaire. Like, and then and then that and then it goes from there. Like, he's gonna be a stud. I, I think it's guaranteed. And I mean, I want the running back in this offense. Um, you saw what Dar- what um, Damian Williams and Shady McCoy combined for last year. Darwin Thompson's not taking the snaps. All right, so get Dude, that out of Chiefs running Hell backs yeah. scored 60 more points than Aaron Jones. Hell yeah. They would have been a running back one any year where Christian McCaffrey wasn't an um, Terminator. Tell me how I'm supposed to win with Hell yeah. By starting him every week. <laughs> um, let's go over to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill starts this season without any legal issues, unlike last season. Um, the only problem with Tyreek Hill is he tends to get into little funks. Um, and he's going in a spot right now as a top five wide receiver where if he's your wide receiver one, his funks are going to fuck you right, <clears throat> right in the tuckus. Um, came back from his suspension, wide receiver three, wide receiver 12, wide receiver 27, wide receiver four, wide receiver three. I mean, wide he's receiver 27 him. is not terrible by any means. Exactly why I said it like that, because you're just about to get to. Wide receiver 115. Wide receiver 49. The 115 game, he played two snaps. That doesn't 39. count. 39. But th- it does count because he's been injury prone. He his, played his two career. snaps, though. But it does count. That's stupid. Only had one wide receiver, one finish from week 10 on. A lot of that had to do with the fact that the Kansas City defense was a lot better. I don't trust Tyreek Hill to be my number one wide receiver if I don't plan on taking a wide receiver again early. And in this draft, I'm just not doing that. So I'm probably not going to have Tyreek Hill on my teams. Um, how do you feel about him? Yeah, I'm drafting Tyreek Hill in, in the second round. Like I'm not even questioning it. He's a big play waiting to happen at every single second. And has he absolutely has... The potential to win you the week every single week as long as he's healthy and he's healthy this season. That's why he's going late first, early second. I wouldn't take him in the first, but I'll happily take him in the second round. The question is the targets, right? You brought that up. He doesn't get the amount of receptions you see from guys like Julio, Adams, Thomas going around him. Six of his 10 games in which he played the entire game, he had five receptions or or less. Excuse me. But we're talking about a guy who's matched up with Patrick Mahomes and is one of the best downfield runners in the game, attached to one of the best downfield throwers in the game. He had four games last season over 23 points out of 10 games where he played the entire game. Like the other two games he left in the first half. So that's why he's being drafted so high. He almost had one more game, and he would have had 40% of the time he scored at least 23 points in half PPR leagues. Like that is a huge, huge week, and that's 40% of the time. In PPR leagues, you may be better off going Julio or Adams for the reception potential. Like, they're going to catch more balls than Tyreek Hill. It's, it's not... It's going to happen. But in standard and half PPR, you're drafting a home run player mixed with the best home run quarterback in the league. So I'm all about taking Tyreek Hill in the second round as your wide receiver one because 
why not take the guy who has probably the highest upside of any wide receiver to get you? He he has the highest chance to give you 40 points in a week than any other receiver in the league. And he's not going to bust even if he doesn't do that. Yeah, you can't look at a 150 finish if he played two snaps that game. Like the dude got hurt. You can't you can't do that. Um what about I mean I mean you can do that if it's a, if it's, if it's an injury risk. Don't play um, with the numbers. Kid. If you want to say he's an injury don't risk. Don't manipulate the if numbers. If you want to say he's an I'm injury risk. I'm not manipulating risk. the numbers because like, right, let, let's talk Tim, about. if you want to say no, he's no, an no, injury no, no, risk, sure fine. No, let's talk about because he's also, are, why is your 49, 39, 37, 41? Like you're, you, like, well, he's it, not Michael Thomas. Anyone's going to have numbers like that unless their name is Michael Thomas. Yeah, all receivers, even Julio has games like that. Not four out of five games. He goes, he, he goes into slumps. He does it every year. He, and he, he was also dealing time. with injuries, dude. Like okay. That, and four times he had over 23 points in 10 games, and he was dealing with injuries like the entire season last year. Now he's healthy, and he's with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. It makes no sense to fade Tyreek Hill. That's stupid. I just want to also put out there that Kalechi Osimile is taking the right guard spot from um, the French dude, Dr., Guy that that opted out because of COVID, Terry Lurine, uh. yeah. Um, fuck Kalecha Osimile. Just putting that out there. Um, Sammy Watkins, dude. Sammy <laughs> Watkins. Is there anything to say besides motherfucker Joe? Dude, do you really want to trust Sammy like Watkins. people out there? Do you really want to trust Sammy Watkins again? Man, this guy had forty-five points week one, and then Hill went. Th- and we were fading Sammy Watkins the entire offseason, so it looked like we made a terrible call. But turns out fading him was the absolute right decision. Even if you started him the 45-point game, it was a terrible... It, the, him scoring 45 points was the worst possible thing that could have happened. And what I mean by this was, you likely had Sammy Watkins on your bench week one, right? If you had him starting, good for you. But, so be it. If you weren't, you were like, this dude just put up 45 points. That's his ceiling. This is a dream. Tyreek Hill is out. I'm going to be starting him every week from here on out. Turns out he did not have a single game over 10 fantasy points the rest of the season. 10. So every single week, specifically weeks 2 through 5 while Tyreek Hill was out, you rolled Sammy Watkins out there with this dream that he's going to put up a monster performance, and he let you down over and over and over and over again. And it's not like this is new or something. Like, this guy was averaging seven targets a game from Mahomes last season and was useless outside of a 45-point game. He was the 11th-ranked wide receiver in true target value. He ended as the overall wide receiver 49. Take out his 45-point game and give him his season average otherwise, which was roughly seven points, and he's the wide receiver 75. Get Sammy Watkins, and he was gonna. He was considering retiring after the season after they won the Super Bowl. Get Sammy Watkins absolutely out of here. If you draft Sammy Watkins, just know I judge you. I judge you hard if you're one of the people who draft Sammy Watkins. That's how I feel about Sammy Watkins. With that being Nicole? said, making Miko Hardman's ADP is just as much nonsense. He's going as wide receiver fifty right now, according to Fantasy Pros, and it's just been going creeping higher and higher. The entire offseason. Like, I've seen him go the last, like, 10 drafts I've looked at. He's been a top 10 round pick. And it's absolutely nuts to me. 
I understand he's fast, he's electric, he's under, he's entering his second season with the team, blah, blah, blah. He saw 41 total targets last season and never had more than two receptions in any game in which Hill and Watkins were both active. Not two receptions. He led the league in yards per target at 20.7. But how much of that had to do with his absolutely perfect role as a situational deep threat? Like, he had two separate games where he had one catch and double-digit fantasy points because he scored 40 or, or longer yard touchdowns. And how high, how much of an uptick is this guy going to get in targets? He has a legitimate chance to get you zero every single week. I'd argue he has a better chance of getting you zero than 15 in a week. So how could you possibly consider spending a top 10, even top 12, even top 14 round pick on this guy? I don't understand it at all. Like, how many targets is this guy going to see when Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, even Sammy Watkins averaged seven targets a game last season and was an absolute trash? No thank you on Nicole Hardman either. I think both their ADPs are just stupid. Interesting. All right. Um, any, uh, you know, I, I just feel like it's hard for a, for a Chiefs receiver to be a, a steady fantasy option, like, are, is McCall Hardman probably going to have like a hundred yard two touchdown game? Like I could see it happening. Is Sammy Watkins probably going to do that again? Probably one or one or two times. The question is when, because the second wide receiver on Kansas City is the fourth option at best on the squad, and the reason for that is the guy out of the backfield, Tyreek Hill, and then the guy we're about to talk about right now, and that let's go over to tight ends, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, the number one tight end the last four years. He's been. As much of a positional advantage of any player ever has been. So the question is, what is there any reason not to draft the number one? This yeah, year? I mean, he's the, the OG. He's the first tight end ever to finish as the tight end one overall four years in a row. That includes, you know, Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Rob Gronkowski, all those guys. Travis Kelsey is the first person to ever do it four years in a row. And he's showing no signs of slowing down. He's still partnered with Patrick Mahomes. There's no change to this offense. What is there to question here? I, I know some people are ranking George Kittle ahead of Travis Kelsey. Look, George Kittle is our guy. Like, he's a Brodo OG. Like, Jason specifically was telling you, draft George Kittle in every single league two years ago when he was an eighth and ninth rounder. Yeah, that's right. Literally every single league I was in with Jason together, he drafted George Kittle. Uh, needless to say, he had a pretty damn good year for fantasy. But not only did Kelsey average a target per game more than Kittle last season, his targets are coming from Patrick Mahomes, not Jimmy Garoppolo. And Kelsey's average target was 9.5 yards downfield compared to Kittle, 5.5 yards downfield. Like, I love me some George Kittle, but the clear answer, and Travis Kelsey ran so over 100 more routes than George Kittle last season. Like, just don't overthink it. Travis Kelsey's a tight end one, and... Honestly, I can't blame you for taking him anywhere. Like, just if you draft Travis Kelsey late first, early second, mid second, I, I can't blame you. I mean, the dude's a huge positional advantage, like you pointed out, and he's just a stud ma matched with Patrick Mahomes. One injury away. My one injury away is Nicole Hardman. I feel like if Tyree Kill goes down, McCall Harmon will fill in that spot. He kind of did that last year, except this time he's he'll be smarter. He'll be better. Um, we saw him come on a couple games last year and have some big games. 
I think now he's built that trust. Remember, this guy was a, a rookie that was kind of um, panic drafted when people thought that Tyree Kill was might have been might be in in danger of missing the whole season. And you know, a lot of people don't remember this. That knows that news, not knows that knows that oh, <laughs> again. That news broke. There you go. On the day of the draft. So it seemed like a rush pick. It seemed like a panic pick. He was picked to take Tyreek Hill's place, and I think that he will if Tyreek Hill goes down. Michael? For me, it's DeAndre Washington slash um, Daryl Williams. Whichever of them wins the backfield competition to be the number two is going to have massive potential if something happened to CEH. I'm going to go with McCole Hardman. I feel like if CEH goes down, it might be a little muddly in that Chiefs backfield. And if Hill goes down, we know Hardman is going to be a pretty solid player because Sammy Watkins isn't going to take a step up. Amen. Um, that's it. We are going to be visiting the <laughs> Jason, you did that plus like a motorcycle gang that's outside that seems to be hanging Thank out outside your house. And um, that was something Can we else. just skip the Raiders? Derek Carr. Derek Carr. <laughs> Jason, Jason wants to skip the Raiders and the guys outside want to skip town. Um, BrotoFantasy.com for everything. Not a mile out in the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah. Patreon.com for, for a ton of extras. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that for today. Tune in with the Raiders. Later. Absolutely. Later.